This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good night of Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. This week's parasha, we learn about the makas, seven makas in this week's parasha, three makas in next week's parasha. And one of the makas that stand out <clears throat> personally to me is the maka of Bara, the seventh maka. We find two interesting things that take place in this maka that I think are very relevant to the time and the world we live in at this current moment. By the maka of Barad, Moshe Rabbeinu warns Parai that this maka will only impact those who leave their animals or their property outside. If you bring your property inside, nothing will happen. It will be completely protected. No bad will befall it. And yet the Pasuk tells us that only the people that feared Hashem brought in their property, and many, many Mitzrayim left their property out and ultimately it got destroyed. Obviously begs the question, we're holding now in the seventh Makkah. Moshe Rabbeinu's been right six out of six times. Why would any Mitzri in their right mind not bring in their patio furniture? What does it cost him? If he's a statistical individual, he looks at the numbers, he says to himself, listen, Moshe Rabbeinu has been right six out of six times. It just makes sense. Let me bring in the animals. Let me bring the car into the garage. Why would anyone not do it? Where's the downside? The Torah tells us only Hayore is Devar Hashem. Only those at this level of Yerush Hashem brought in their animals. Everyone and anyone who cares about his animals, anyone who cares about his objects, cares about his patio, cares about his furniture, he'd bring it in. Why is it that most of the Mitzrayim did not bring in their their stuff, their materials. And Libos explains, because the Mitzrayim had an ideology. They had what we call today, they believed that Hashem is wrong, they believed Moshe Rabbein was wrong, they believed none of this matters. None of this is true, none of this is real. There's only one thing, it's Parah, is the God, we don't have to listen to anyone, they saw the world in one way. If they were to bring their things in, it would be a con- contradiction to their entire outlook on life. They had one outlook on life. Their one outlook on life is that the Jews are wrong, Moshe is wrong, and Paro is right. They didn't want to change their ideology. They didn't want to convince themselves that perhaps their ideology was wrong. So they had to do whatever they could and need to ensure, continuing in their own bubble of life, that this is not happening. And even if it came at a cost and a loss of money, because if bringing in their animal would say to, me, say to them, hey, this Moshe Ben was right. Our paro is not who all that he's cracked up to be. They couldn't do that. that. That takes a lot of willpower to change your entire ideology, to change your whole outlook on life, and they were not ready to do that. And therefore they were, by choice, willing instead to sacrifice their own property because they're not willing to change the way they look at life. We're living in a world today where people have a certain way of looking at things and they will not be changed or budged no matter what. At this current time, there's a court case under the International Court of Justice that they're putting Eretz Yisrael on, on court, in court, on trial for what they call genocide in Palestine. This was a court that was established shortly after the Holocaust to protect people like the Jews that were murdered for just being Jewish a genocide, now in 2024 they want to bring claims against Israel 
mainly by South Africa and Ireland, some other countries, that they're guilty of genocide of the Gazan people. Why? It's because they have in their mind that Eretz Yisrael, Am Yisrael are bad people. Israel is a bad country. They're mean. They're selfish. They don't care about anyone else. They're just bad. And no matter what happens, they'll never see it any other way. They'll quetch themselves and twist themselves to believe that that is hard to believe. To put Israel on trial? Not Hamas. Israel. The country that got attacked. The country that got abused by another, not even country, by another entity. A country that watches and guides every missile and every bomb to try to limit casualty death. That's the country that they put on trial. That's the country that they're claiming is guilty of genocide. It's because they have a narrative in their head that they know and they believe, they think that Israel is wrong and different. No matter what, they're going to do everything and anything. It's a modern day kvad kvad lev. Their heart is hardened. They don't want to see anything about Eretz Yisrael except for negative. In their mind, everything and anything Eretz Yisrael does is bad. And they're going to just keep unplugging away at this narrative. And it's, it's almost laughable. It's not for the fact that unfortunately there are countries in the world that take this charade as serious. And they really bring cases. And I've heard some of the speeches. It's almost impossible to listen to. It's heart-wrenching. It just oozes anti-Semitism and, and, and hatred of Ka Yisrael and Am Yisrael. This is not the case. We know that we are Mamin and B'nai Mamin. We have compassion. We are so careful. We try to limit casualty. We try to limit innocent death. We try to limit the pain. We, we, have, we have a purpose for this war. We need to do to protect Ka Yisrael. But Moshe Big points out in the Sefer that one of the things the Jewish people learned in Shibun Mitzrayim they realize how different we are from the outside world. In Sheba Mitzrayim, the Jewish people saw what the Mitzrayim were doing to us, how they abused us, how they murdered us, how Pari slaughtered 300 babies daily, how they abused us physically, emotionally. The Jewish people learned that this is not the way to behave. We learned that we're different. We're not like them. We don't act that way. We are not wired that way. And every single morning when we say, we say, we are different. We are not like them. We are not barbaric. We are not, we're not malicious. We're not evil. We're not sadistic. We're none of that. We're compassion. We're doing what we need to do in trying our hardest to limit the amount of unnecessary death that this is going to cause. And yet the world goes and takes us and puts us on trial for genocide put us on trial for crimes we did not commit. Because in their eyes, no matter what we do, we're always going to be bad. We're always going to be evil. They have this ideology that they're not going to change. That ideology will not budge. But we are led by the Torah. We're led by Yiddishkeit. We have a different way of looking at things. And that's why we, as the Yidden, have a totally different approach to this situation. And the truth is, if you look about this Makkah, after the Makkah is over, Pari said something very interesting. After the Makkah of Barad, Pari says to Moshe Rabbeinu, he says, I see now, I realized something about this Makkah. The Torah tells us he realized about this Makkah. He says, Hatzadik, Chatosi, Apam Hashem, Hatzadik, Hashem is righteous. Says Rabbi Hanach Libutz in a different piece. What made Pari feel also now Hashem is such a Tzadik? Because he saw, look what Hashem did. Hashem gave you warning. Hashem said, listen. I'm warning you, bring your animals in, they won't be impacted. I'm giving you a chance. I'm giving you an opening. I'm giving you a way to limit pain. 
Paris said, I see, look at God, he's such a righteous person. He doesn't just blow up everyone. He doesn't just carplunch attack everyone. He gives us ways of limiting it. We're a country that drops leaflets, papers, warning. The Gazans, get away, we're going to bomb here. We warn them. We send out messages. And yet the world then goes and puts us on trial for genocide. The Torah is reminding us in this week's parish of Nismak of Barad. Look how Klai Yisrael is. We're compassionate. We warned you. We try. We want to limit the amount of pain as much as possible. But unfortunately, what we learn from the Mak of Barad is that the people won't change their ideology. When a person has an ideology in his head, he's not going to budge. He's not going to change. He made up his mind. This is his choice. This is what he believes and this is what he subscribes to. And no matter what, no matter what he sees or what he hears, he's not going to change. But Baruch Hashem, we are Am Yisrael. We're different. We have a different outlook on life. We all know how the Torah tells us to look at every situation. How we deal with difficult situations. And we always try as much as we can to limit unnecessary pain, unnecessary death, and of course, civilian casualties as well. I want to close with a story about the Klosenberger Rebbe. Klosenberger Rebbe suffered terribly in the Holocaust. And it was a day he was working in the camp. And it was a hard day. It was raining and they were doing back-breaking work. It was a difficult, if you just imagine that freezing cold, bone-chilling weather and the rain is hitting you. They didn't have coats. They didn't have anything to protect them. In the labor camp. And a different, and, and one of the fellow people in the camp turned to, to the Klosenberg Rebbe and said to him, are you still so happy that you're a member of the chosen people? You're still so proud to be a Jew? Look what it means to be a Jew. Look what they're doing to us. And the Klosenberg Rebbe answered, he said, I must tell you from now on, from starting from now, when I say the words, Ato Bechaton Hashem, you chose me. I will concentrate even more than before. And I will rejoice without limit. Because if Hashem didn't choose us, perhaps we'd be just like them. We'd be as malicious as them, as evil as them, as sadistic as them. However, says the Klausenberg, but now that Hashem chose us, He gave us a Torah, He gave us a code of moral living. Now I'm fortunate that I'm not like them. And we will never be like them. We don't act like the Goyim. We don't deal with each other like the Goyim. That's Hashem Baruch Abanu, Ato Bechartanu. We need to remind ourselves because apparently the world forgot that we don't do things like the other nations. We don't go to war like the other nations. We don't attack our enemies like the other nations. We remind ourselves and take pride in the way Yidin do things, the way Yidin interact with the outside world, the way we go to battle. Mr. Hashem, we should be zaycheh, just like in the times of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, when the Jewish people realized that they're different. They got it, they understood, they learned. That we're different, we're not like them. It's Hashem, we should be zaycha as well to see the Nisim Galuyim that took place during the Makkas and the ultimate Geulas Mitzrayim that the Jewish people got to see. And we too should be zaycha to experience our Geula. This very difficult Gullus with the arrival of Mashiach, have a wonderful Shabbos.